What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Yeah. Healthy life. Doing well. That's good. Ritual cup of tea, you know? That's good. That's good. You know, it's funny because, you know, we're two tea drinking Americans. I mean, that's kind of, that's blasphemy if you think about it, isn't it? (laughs) Well, after the Boston Tea Party, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. Did you pay taxes on that tea? What do you not pay taxes on nowadays? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can, own it. Can you we still tell, pay taxes on it. Can we just tell the store, hey, look, I don't want to pay any more than 2% on this tea tax right here. I, I just, on this thing right here, just it, don't ask why, right? It's just, it's a historical thing and it's, I'm very self-conscious about it. I mean, sales tax alone in this area is what, like 9, 10% somewhere is in it there. That so. You guys have food, t- I never asked you this. Do you guys have a food tax in, uh, in Oklahoma? Uh, it's sales tax. So everything. You actually, no, no, no. Well, okay. For example, I I grew up in Ohio, obviously. Ohio doesn't have a food tax. So for example, if you go to the supermarket, then you don't pay a tax on food. There's, there's sales tax, but there's no food tax. Same thing with, same thing if you go to say like McDonald's or, or, you know, a place, if you sit down, then they can charge you the tax. If you're carrying it out, it's what it is. So if you say, okay, I want a, uh, I want a milkshake. Okay, so say a milkshake. I, I don't even know what the hell a uh, milkshake is anymore. Let's say a milkshake, a small milkshake. Let's say it's a dollar ninety nine. Okay, so you say I want a small vanilla milkshake to go. You, let's say you go in and you you order one at a McDonald's or a Burger King or whatever. I want a small vanilla milkshake to go. Okay, that'll be a dollar ninety nine. But if I say I want a small vanilla milkshake, and they'll ask you, you know, well, you're gonna sit down. Well, yeah. When you say you say yes, they'll add the tax to it. Well, uh, they also add a um, uh, in-house or, or I forget what they, they call it, but they charge you a little extra for eating it at, at the uh, location. Um, it's really only a few cents. Uh, but now that you mentioned it, I actually didn't know this about the the food tax. I didn't know there was a different uh, yeah, there's, sales tax. It's, it's yeah. strange, but they actually there is a thing there. But in in Oklahoma, we're only five five and a half percent. Five and a half. Okay. Now here's here's an interesting one for you. Now I know we've got some Kentucky listeners, and Kentucky listeners, if something's changed down there, I apologize. But I remember when I was working in Kentucky sometimes, and you would get a soft drink. They have a sin tax, and you know, not like a language, you know, not like syntax, but they have a sin uh-huh. tax, S I N tax, yep. on any mm-hmm. sugary beverages or anything like that, soft drinks, all that stuff. It, you have a sin yep. tax. Basically, it's on like sugar stuff. Yep. That, and I mean, it, typically, it's something they do on like. Um, tobacco products, alcohol, you know, that kind of thing. That's where it originally kind of started because the prohibition, obviously we can't uh, stop people from buying alcohol. So instead we're going to tax them into oblivion. I mean, that that's kind of the general consensus or the idea. We raise the prices of those products. It'll discourage people from purchasing those products. Government's going to get that money, son. Right. Yeah. They, they, they're going to get their money somehow. Right. So uh, it, it's a, it's an immoral tax, in my opinion. What were we talking about before we started all this? Oh, yes. Uh, Mars. You, you say that you're mm-hmm. not going to go to Mars. You know, we talk a lot about uh, space here on The Morning Show, which, by the way, I got a comment personally back from a listener this morning. 
on what we talked about yesterday, you know, the dry desert thing and about how life could be on Mars. And they said, you know what? I love when you guys talk about things that are non-political. And once we started getting into like the dry desert and then comparing it to like life on Mars, they're like, that's absolutely fascinating. Now I want to know more about wet clay. So, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is a article out of CNN, uh, you know, the, uh, well, you can trust network. You can trust them. Yeah, so it's it's totally trustworthy. Now, uh, there's a big caveat. Which, um, by the way, uh, I I have a clip of uh, of uh, s- something from CNN here uh, just uh, just yesterday. Uh, if we can. Uh, Here's the key, real quick, Brianna. The key is that. I I think they're a little unhappy at CNN. I, I don't. Know. Anyway, side issue. Go ahead. This is uh, th- th- there's a large caveat with this. Nowhere in this article does it talk about SpaceX or the actual mission. So I can conclude this is a piece to try. This is like a white paper. This is a, something wait to try to encourage SpaceX to do this. Wait, wait a minute. Do, do you remember this was one of the the goals of the eight predictions of the World Economic yeah. Forum? Mm-hmm. I could see this agenda from them. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to is this isn't uh, they're they're not. SpaceX isn't along with that, as it as it were. I, I don't think Musk is on board with the Great Reset and all that stuff. So well, there's a um, lot of us that are not. Yeah, but I, I reference him because he's one of the billionaires and did he is. anyway. And by the way, he just on a side note, he just overtook Bill Gates to become the world's second richest person. Just an FYI. And congratulations to him. Um, I mean, uh, hopefully he continues to make great products for people yes. and continues with the uh, space travel. Yes. His, um, uh, his net worth just rose by $7.2 billion to a total of $128 billion on Monday. Just throwing that out there. Now, the only person ahead of him, Jeff Bezos. That's going to be a difficult one to overtake. He's got, he's got a ways to go. Yeah, go ahead, though. Yeah. Uh, so according to this article, if you want to be an astronaut to Mars, a colonist, um, you have to be conscientious. Now, Come again. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, so I kind of know this word, or I, I kind of knew what the meaning was, right? But being as this article's talking about it, I decided, well, let, let's define it real quick and, and be sure we fully understand what they're saying here, right? Basically, it, it means the quality of, uh, of, basically, you do your work or your duty well, thoroughly, basically without question. I mean, more or less a... a a a um a drone you know you you're wanting to do the right thing and it's just well what's the right thing exactly so someone like me for example i would not be um a great fit uh, according to this article because um yes i want to do my work well i'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes there and i want to do the right thing the problem is my right thing is uh what i perceive as the right thing is really summed up in the Constitution. That pretty much sums it up pretty well, uh, as far as far as my moral compass. And for those religious, I'm I'm a Christian as well. And the Constitution was based on uh, Christianity, so go figure. They they kind of align. So if you tell me as as my you know uh, boss, superior, whatever, you tell me to do something that is um, unethical or immoral or illegal or legal but unethical. I will tell you no, because uh, that's just the kind of person I am. But anyway, they're saying basically here, people on this very long mission will need to possess an eagerness for doing the right thing. They need to not only do the right thing, but also uh, do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. Now, they're saying this is the key trait to to be on Mars. Um, this trait 
they said is identified as more important than honesty, humility, emotionality, extroverts, uh, openness, and agreeableness. So that's that's um, more important than those, but apparently those are important as well. I'm assuming. Um, I, I guess uh, the extrovert one is actually kind of a that'd be a difficult one because you're in space, so you have a limited number of people to talk to. You would think you would want an introvert, but anyway, whatever. Are, are you saying, Bruce, that you're not going to Mars if it's going to be like that? Yeah, if you're not willing to be a free thinking, you know. So a, a, as one of my pastimes, like a, a hobby, if you will, or or something I enjoy, entertainment, if you will. I enjoy Star Trek. Now, what is one of the things you notice about the Star Trek characters? Um, they all have their own skill. They, you know, personalities vary. They're all more or less wanting to do the right thing. Um, their perception of what the right thing is, is obviously different than a lot of the alien species that they encounter, which is why they have the prime directive. But if you notice, they think for themselves. They follow orders and they they follow directions and whatnot because they trust the captain in, in those cases, not because they're a yes man or because they're it's because there's that bond, right? There's a trust. So basically, what they're saying here is is you're you're supposed to do what you're told and do your job well, just because. Yeah, I mean that, that. You know, honestly, I like I said, I think that's more of you got two factions here that are that are fighting for control of this this way of the future. And again, this is kind of what Marty alluded to when we were talking about uh, the World Economic Forum last week. He said, look, as it related to that point that they made in the prediction about 2030, about going to Mars, he said they don't like the fact that humans are going to go somewhere else that they can't control. So a standpoint such as what you're describing here would certainly fit the bill if they were the ones making those decisions. Me personally, I would rather have an Elon Musk. Oh, OK, uh, that's not the way we do. That's not the way we're supposed to do it. All right. Well, it looks badass. Let's keep it. You know, that's that's the Elon Musk attitude of doing things. And I like the idea of free will and and human thought and critical thought and logical thought rather than let's just let's just face it. I, I'm not a conformist. OK, I'm not a conformist. I'm not that type. Americans, inherently true Americans, are not conformists. We're individuals. We can make up our own mind. Look, leave me alone and you get to go home. And I'm saying that with a smile on my face. That's all I'm going to say on it. So they're saying basically that traits that are considered to be um, a, you know, disruption or trouble for a team environment those types of people are not welcome or or shouldn't be on the trip because it's going to cause more it's going to be counterproductive and all that the the problem with having nothing but yes men and and people that agree with one another the the problem with that is you're not going to have any kind of dissenting uh, thoughts or ideas right no innovation it, it, right exactly so the other concern that i have about this is um traits aren't typically passed down like i'm i'm different than my parents and and so on and so forth, right? So I'm not so much concerned about it in the immediate sense, but because we have uh, CRISPRs, um, I'm concerned about eugenics and creating a populace on Mars that is nothing but this. They're nothing but essentially drones. Do you know why communism has never worked? Because people like us. Exactly. Because people think, humans think, they're not robots. That's not how this works. You know, I understand that that's a difficult aspect for you, you simple-minded so-called elites that have stolen your way to the top. I understand that's a difficult aspect for you to ascertain here, but we can think. And quite frankly, based on some of the decisions that most of you idiots have made over the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years, you're not exactly the smartest people on the planet. 
Sorry, I don't mean to get too political here. Well, I mean, technically, this whole thing was political in a sense. It, so the, the argument is, is from a scientific point of view, is sound. Like, look, you know, there are certain things that people are good at that others aren't. But if you don't have these... Uh, the ability to innovate in this kind of an environment when you're going on a on a a hostile planet right and let's say there's a problem that rises up and you're having someone that says oh I'm, I want I want to do what's right and not what what's right by the rule book instead of what's right ethically are you gonna I hate this phrase the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few that's that's a phrase they use all the time in Star Trek for the the Vulcans that's right I comrade. hate that phrase that's that's right comrade. I, so, I, I absolutely you know what else? test it because yeah. that. Exactly. <laughs> There's something else that follows along those lines that I've always hated when it comes to collectivism. And it's, well, sometimes you just have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. I, I hate that. It's not. I hate It's that. not the American way. It's not the American way. We Okay, so look at the military. We, we have this standing tradition, rule, uh, whatever you want to call it. No man left behind. Well, what happened to the needs of the many? No, no man left behind. I'm concerned that doing, uh, you know, going down this road, I want peak efficiency, but we can't start relegating what humans can and can't go based on your personality. It should be based on your merits, how good you are at something, not based on your personality, not based on that's something that as humans, we need to learn. That's what makes us human is learning to interact with one another. That's one of the, the things about a human. And in these environments, if you're, if you're not able to work together, and and that in that kind of an environment, you shouldn't even be there in the first place. But you don't you don't figure that out, or you don't discern that, or you don't uh, relegate who gets to go and who doesn't get to go just by personality traits, by some Facebook quiz that that discerns what your personality is. That's so silly. Uh, okay. No, question. It, question. No. What What are the requirements right now? Do or do we even know what are the requirements right now for the SpaceX side of things to go? If you want to be one of the uh, the first, obviously they're going to need people with specific set of skills and all that stuff. You need a skill set up there because they're the first uh, the first ones. And Musk has already said the ones that go first, they're probably not going to make it back. So there has to be a set of criteria. Now, I know that they followed criteria in other aspects when it comes to space travel, as in now that the commercial aspect is getting involved with it, private companies, Virgin Galactic, for example. I remember, I think like, I want to say like 10 years ago, maybe uh, longer than that, long before they started doing all this, uh, you know, test flights in, into space and things like that. We, of course, we knew it was coming, but even back then... You're going to have to, I mean, it, it, you're only going to be up there for, you know, very limited amount of time and you have to go through an immense amount of screening and, you know, an adjustment time with the people that you're going to be traveling with just in that small window to make sure that you can properly get along with each other and there's not going to be any problems. So what are the criteria like what what or do we know what the criteria is going to be to uh to go to mars to begin with forget this this crap about being a, a biological android go to hell with that stuff I don't, I don't care about that stuff those people are idiots what's the actual criteria for building what musk wants to build up there there has to be a skill set and there has to be a certain uh type of person that they want to take for those missions so currently um uh, they're they're kind of using uh, NASA's requirements for just being an astronaut, more or less. That's that's basically what I'm finding so far. Um, so just in a, a quick sense, they're saying um, to to be an astronaut, right? You have to be a U.S. citizen. 
Um, you have to possess a master's degree in a STEM field. Uh, for those that aren't aware, STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, including which engineering. Yeah, it, yeah. Which includes engineering, uh, biological science, physical science, computer science, or math mathematics. Well, I guess they defined it there. From an accredible uh, or excuse me, from an accredited in institution, have at least two years related to that profession uh, an experience after the degree, uh, or at least 1,000 hours uh, pilot in command time on jet aircraft. Um, you have to be able to pass the NASA long duration flight astronaut physical as well. They also said you need, uh, let's see here, uh, astronaut candidates must also have skills in leadership, teamwork, and communications. So um, there were 18,000 applications in 2016, by the way, and those are reviewed by a uh, NASA's astronaut selection board. So you have to be approved by the board. We also have a Starship flight coming up, yes? Uh, yeah, probably another test flight coming up. It's my understanding, it's really close, as in, has it happened already? No, certainly not. But it was scheduled. I, I knew I saw that they were doing like road closures and things, as in where it was going to, you know, lift off from and all that stuff. I mean, it was just going up to a certain height and then coming back down. So the next test is, or actually the the test is when. Uh, I'm trying to see when this article was posted. Uh, this was on the fifth. Uh, they're saying it was going. They're going to do a fifty thousand feet. Uh, looks like fifty thousand feet. Yeah, test flight. Let's see. I'm I'm pulling up the list of flights. It has to be this month. There's one planned. Starship SN8 is the uh, right. That's uh, the thirtieth. Is when it's planned. The thirtieth. Okay. So yeah. here in here in a week. It looks like uh, they did th a a test in October uh, for three of the Raptor uh, Raptor engines. They fired a single Raptor static, or it was it was a static fire, meaning it was stationary in uh, November 10. There was also a third static fire on the 12th. So they they actually on the 12th they actually had some problems with one of the engines there. It was a one of the three clusters. Keep in mind these are these are methane engines that or the fuel they're using is methane. The engines themselves are smaller than the NASA equivalent, but produce the same or a, about the same thrust. And the temperatures those generate is something like 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, so it, it gets I, a little warm. Yeah. And I remember we were looking at the thrust on those things. And it is, that's unbelievable, the amount of thrust that those things have. It, a lot it is of thrust. That is unbelievable. So, I mean, it's going to, that, that thing's going to, I mean, when, when we talk about rocket you into orbit, that's going to do it. And it's going to have Starship. nine of those things, nine of those Raptor well, engines on there, I think. Uh, Starship. Overall, doesn't it have like, doesn't Starship have like, I thought it had a lot more than that. Okay. Um, let me, Wait a minute. Let me no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Was I was something like 30, maybe? Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was closer to 30, but that seems like a huge number for, for engines. 28, roughly 28, 28 Raptor engines. Okay. So that's, man, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's, um, but, but the thing is, is the thing can carry something like 100 tons or something like that. I mean, the amount of weight it can carry is pretty yeah. immense for a. Well, you're going to have to. If you're going to establish, if you're going to establish a colony, you're going to have to. Of course, we're going to the moon first, right? Sure. I mean, As assuming I don't think SpaceX isn't, but I think NASA is, isn't it? I think SpaceX is SpaceX. Right, I'm pretty sure they. I'm. I'm pretty sure they are. I know Bezos is going to the moon. Blue Origin is going to the moon. Of course, let's be honest here. Uh, how how likely is it? 
you know what? I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get into it. Uh yeah, no, you're you're right here. Um I'm looking to see when they're trying when when the schedule is. I'm not seeing I'm it on pretty the website. sure I'm pretty sure it's 2022 is the slated time, and then Mars is supposed to be 2024. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Well, speaking of the moon, guess who's on their way to the moon right now? Um, China. China. They have launched uh, the Chang'e's 5 moon sample return mission. So on Monday, they launched this, and uh, let me see. It's going to be a 23-day mission to deliver the first lunar samples to Earth since the 1970s, which makes me wonder... Don't, I mean, don't we have a rover on the moon? Have, haven't we put something up there at all? Nothing? Oh, I mean, we, ha- we have a lot of things up there on the moon. Um, you know, we got landers, rovers. Uh, we did a moon uh, reconnaissance a uh, few years back, uh, 2010s, somewhere in there. Um, and we, we basically sent a probe to take pictures. And it was close enough, and the the tech was was good enough to barely make out the the uh, landing um, the landing craft there from the uh, mm-hmm. the first moon landing. Okay. So uh, <laughs> they were ba- barely able to see it with the the satellite imagery. Um, and the I believe the lander's base that remains is something like nine meters wide, something like that. It's a it's a fairly fairly good sized object, and you were barely able to see it. So interesting, hmm. interesting note for people that think you can see the stuff from Earth. Well, according to some people, the moon landing never happened. But I guess we'll find yep. out one of these days, won't we? We'll actually yep. know. The mission aims to collect the youngest sample so far obtained from the moon and later land in uh, Sizewang Banner in Inner Mongolia around December 15th or 16th. The samples will be then tr- or will then be transferred to a specially developed facility for handling and analyzing and storing the lunar material. A successful mission would make China the only the third country to, to deliver lunar samples to Earth after the U.S. Apollo crew program, yeah, a U.S. Apollo crew program and Soviet robotic Luna missions in the 60s and 70s. Chicoms are on a mission. What are we doing? Hello, just throwing that out there. All right, we're out of time, so we are going to have to jump. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.